Mr. No, Mr. Teacher, you're wrong. Mama's right. You know the movie, have you? What? You ever seen that movie? Bro, no. I don't know what to do. You never seen that movie? Bro, no. I just said no. No, 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 uh, Sergeant Colonel, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. You're going you to repeat the line that I just told you, no? <laughs> I'm ready to start the show, Boozer. I'm starting off with that. I'm starting off right there. That's what I want to pick up. Right there. You're not listening to me, bro. I'm picking it right there. But Marcus Smart, back line. Welcome to episode 95 of the Pack Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bruiser Carter, with the new, the new original three, the new dream team. Lil B's out of here. He's never returning. We got Cut Carter and Demond guys with me. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Oh, man. Can't complain. Great. Can't complain. Mr. Everything. I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Got a date this weekend, boys. Up. Up. Day with who? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to call it a date. I'm going to ask if it's a date. It's an activity. Mm. Mm. What what are coming coming into this date? Going into this date, what are you expecting? What are your expectations? Your goals? I'm just trying to vibe out, chill, kick it, eat good, drink good, uh, get to get to know the person better. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, we we just friends. You know, keep it keep it friendly. Got a couple more questions, like not to get into your date. No, I don't get too serious too early. Yeah, but, you know, when it get there, it get there. If it if it get there, you know what I'm saying? That's when is this I, date? I don't know. You know, this weekend. Uh, Saturday or Sunday? Friday or Saturday. Depends on me, honestly. Probably going to be Friday, though. Mm, what vehicle will you be using? On the podcast, because you're going to do it like that. <laughs> 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 I can't wait till my car comes. Oh, yeah, I'll do me, me too. Day. You going to get it clean? My car? No, my car. Oh, no. Once I get my car, I probably won't. I, I don't even want to sit that foot in your car, man. Yeah, I felt that. Demar, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. You like my new setup? Got my new official setup for the podcast, man. Official. I better want we better take a picture. You're gonna forget where you put them up posters at. Nah. And and not to go and notice that Seahawks sweater you're wearing. What's <laughs> going you on? Here. So last night, after a great episode of Snowfall, I might add, I went to sleep believing that I was going to wake up to news that Russell Wilson was traded. It's just Huh, little stuff. Chris Carson's agents tweeting stuff. Mike Davis is tweeting stuff. Um, I, Daniel J. Moog, I believe he's like Russell Wilson's unofficial photographer, and he takes pictures for the Seahawks. He posted a picture of Russ in a Gotham City, like Gotham City is the location, talking about his time to get mobile. And it just sounds like the Bears are the most realistic option that Russ would trade, like move his no trade clause for. But regardless, I mean, we'll get more into that. It's just, I woke up. He's still a Seahawk. There's still hope. Mitchell Schwartz is a free agent. Eric Fisher is a free agent. Corey Lindsley might be a free agent. I'm saying there's a lot of offensive line talent. Let's see if we, they make Russ happy. Let's see. But I'm riding with Russ. So this is a Russell Wilson Seahawks apparel. Because when he's out of there, this fan card might be uh, – Inspire? Might be on the move. Ah, I see. Got you. Well, I'm well. I'm well. I'm doing well. Um, I like to announce that next week that we will not have an, an official episode release. Well, yeah, you get it. There will be an episode 96 will be recorded in two weeks. 
want to take a week off, I need to go decompress, I need to go chill, relax, be with somebody that's very special in my life. So I'm decompressing next week. It's my, uh, what do they say? Mental health week. Sure. Uh-huh. Facts. Like the, I like the emphasis on the life. It's very special in my life. Yeah, you see, you see it, you see it. About to get started, we was talking about the NBA All Star festivities that occurred on on Sunday. Dunk contest, skills point challenge, three point contest, All Star game, and we got to also shout out the NBA for showcasing historically black college and universities. Shout out, Clark, shout out, uh, CAU Clark Lane University and their choir for their beautiful rendition of "Lift Every Voice and Sing" the Black National Anthem. Got to give them their props, but. To get into the action, guys, what do you guys think? Um, biggest takeaway from the each each game, each uh, activity, like where you want to go? Demond, take us away. Um, I will say LeBron is a great GM, and when his time is done, um, and he hangs it up as the uh, one of the best, I think, three players in NBA history. Take your pick. Um, it, he can go and do greater things in the front office, and it's just. A sight to see. He's four and zero in All Star games in his draft. So, I mean, it's really ridiculous. As you look, and he's got Giannis, and these are going to be players that, when he decides to call it out, like guys that are taking over the league. What if they want to play with LeBron? What if they want to play with Bronny? Like, you know, the possibilities will be endless. But it's just exciting to see that LeBron is, you know, still playing at a high level and gonna have that when he leaves. Um, the argument we've had on the podcast, Steph Curry and Dame. I mean, take your pick, man. Take your pick. I still think Curry, but Dame is right there with Kyrie, uh, with James Harden as well, because you know James Harden, point guard in Brooklyn. Kyrie, in my opinion, the best shooting guard in the in the NBA. So, um, the best point guard in the NBA is still still up for grabs, in my opinion. Now it's officially. I think those three have an opportunity to separate themselves with their play going forward. But um, I would say those are my two biggest takeaways. And I would also say, I believe out of Curry and Dame, I would like them seeing them get cold all-star MVPs instead of Giannis. I know he went 16 for 16 and he had his little three, but I mean, three. We, had, we had that element of excitement in the all-star this year. And it was because of the deep uh, logo and, half court threes that Curry and Dame were consistently going back and forth with. So just for me, I would have liked them to see them get it. But I mean, you know, the league boosting Giannis, man, you know how they do. So. All right. Cut Carter. What was your takeaway from the all-star game before we talk about the, um, the Saturday all-star weekend festivities? Saturday. The, um, you know, the typical skill point challenge, three point oh. contest. I thought that's what we were talking about. Well, DeMond brought an all-star game, so we're going to keep all-star game centric for now. Oh, the actual game? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, format is great. I don't think they should change it with the 24, with the, at the end of the four quarters. I like how they do quarter by quarter, you win something for a charity. I think that's awesome. Um, I think <laughs> KD picked a terrible team. It's a terrible team because it was a terrible team because he wasn't on it. And Joel Embiid, the MVP, wasn't on it. I don't think it would have made a difference in the All-Star game. Crazy. The MVP? You, how you, you call it MVP early, my boy. You need to relax. The whole half a season left. And, 
it stands right now, Joel Embiid is playing as an MVP. I don't really care who they give the MVP to because every year they give the MVP to, we know who the real MVP is. I disagree. Yeah, I uh, disagree. Disagree. He good. It's because the person that's always in the running every single season doesn't win it, but he's in it every season. It's called consistency. This Joel Embiid's best season, yes. Is he balling? Yes. But in the All-Star game, do I think a 6'11 center with a spotty three-point shooter, spotty three-pointer and a post game will matter? Not really. Not the way plus, they get. Plus the best player in the world, Kevin Durant. But, hey, man. To each his own. Best who? The best player in the world, Kevin Durant. This man has never been the best player in the world. Crazy. Like, ever. Like, he's never been the best player in the world. Anywho, my segment, my part of the segment. Uh, yeah, Katie team wasn't built to win. It felt like only two people were really trying. Kyrie, which he he tried, but he, it wasn't enough because the way you know, there's no defense played. And um, I think was Bill on his team too. Yeah, but Bill wasn't hooping like that. James Harden was hooping though. Bill got it going towards the end, like after he missed a couple shots. Zion missed a lot of lives in the beginning, but he got it. He got right. Yeah, Kyrie. Had- After a while, it was just down by too much. And then they made it close again, and then they, the other team just – the other team had the better shooters. They had – they just had everything. Yeah, Kyrie had um, a five uh, lob to Zion that I really like. Um, just a fun fact, Kyrie uh, now has the All-Star game record for most 20 and 10 games in All-Star. thought I'd just drop a little bit of knowledge for y'all. Oh, you talk about All Star and Kyrie, you know. Number one. Are we gonna really count those type of stats in All Star game, bro? I mean, it's impressive. It's not. With the number of guys who have played and how long they've done it, Chris Paul, he has 16 assists this year. He doesn't have that record. Just thought that was interesting, bro. <laughs> Boy, got you. Interesting. Very. Very. What about the dunk contest, skills challenge, um, three point uh, contest? Uh, I can start. I can start. Um, skill challenge is fun. Uh, I know right. it, was, it was like that last year. It was the uh, second best event this year. Congratulations, Demontes Sabonis for winning that. It was always fun. Luca wasn't serious. The Luca was in the passenger. Was like, <laughs> wasn't taking it serious. But I respect it's Luca, so people gonna like it. So it was fun. The three point contest. Stephen Curry, man, what a. What a true uh, director, producer. The best course. event. Always been my favorite event. Hey, man, Steph said, I'm going to create a little drama. I'm going to let Mike Conley think he's going to win it. Mr. Average, like Jace be saying. Then I'm just going to, you know, bang, 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 bang. Oh, last one to go for the win? Bang. That's what yeah, Curry, that was nice. That's, I think that's one element when we talk about the point guard debate. That's what Steph has over Dane. Like when he went, like when Curry shoots a three, we all just be like, oh my god, Dame, Dame's getting there. I ain't gonna lie, he is getting there. It's respect to Dame, but Curry's been doing it longer. That's facts. He's been doing it since two thousand. He has done it longer, and he has done it at a higher level. But and people, I will, oh, I, you say, I think Curry no, before, is the best shooter. Period. But that deep, that when it comes into that like disrespectful range, yeah, I think I Dame. Think I just just <laughs> off the the ones that I'm remembering. Because Steph's, you know, Steph's come on the, you know, uh, the fun Sunday yeah, afternoon sure. game. It might come out on the sun, fun Sunday afternoon game, but I'm looking at Dames for, like, game or series or 
like game winner type. That's what Dame do on a regular basis. Steph got the Steph started the deep range thing when he did it against the Thunder that one game. Like he passed half court, and nobody expected him to do it, and he pulled for yeah. He just pulled it and won off that or sent it to overtime or whatever. No, he won that. Yeah, he won the game. Okay, yeah, that was that was like he started, but Dame after the PG shot, obviously. Dame is just a clutch bucket because he did it on against the Rockets back in the day. But the shot on PG was like, it was like, okay, borderline disrespect. But I was like, you really going to just walk down on this man and pull from pull that deep on him? Step back pull. Yeah, it's, it's just. George came back and said on All-Star Weekend, uh, I was wrong. It was actually a great shot. <laughs> PG funny, man. PG trying to uh seal them demons, boy. Clippers cleaning up. You don't see none of them theatrics. You ain't hear them talking about nothing this year. And last but not least, I got to talk about the dunk contest. They did that boy. Oh, they did that boy, oh, Cass Stanley, dirty. That was the best dunk of the night. That was the best dunk of the night. And Cash should have made it to the second round. Or they should have let all three of them do it. You talking about when he went off one leg and went back under that leg? Yeah, yeah, yeah he seen it. Yeah, it was clean. He should have won it. That was the best dunk of the night. It just players. I seen Ja respond to a tweet. They say the judges ruined the dunk contest. He said that's why he's and he replied back saying that's why I would never participate in one because the judges either do it wrong. I lied Dwayne Wade last year. Stop. stop. They really could just stop. make it. They stop. really could just make it fan voting. I don't understand. It's, it's this is the one time where fans should matter. This is like this is it's All Star Weekend. It's it's the only time it that it matters. It's like they make us vote for the MVP of the game. Why we can't vote for a dunk contest winner? It's so stupid. Like, if they do the dunk, they need to let the first person go, let the second person go, let the third person go, open up voting for, it could be four minutes, who cares? Like, go to commercial. We're opening up voting just for this commercial segment. Text blah, blah, blah to this number for blah, blah, blah. Cool. They come back with results. Based on votes, you're in first, you're in second, you're in third. Cool. These people move on to the these two, you know. That's for your first dunk. Now do your second dunk, and then we vote again, and let them go. It shouldn't be. Oh, it's a ten to me. It's a nine to me. Oh, it's an eight to me. To you, who cares? You're not. Your opinion doesn't express everybody else's opinion. It's five people voting. Hmm. There. Let everybody vote. Derek, this is oh wow. I love to hear this from you, man. <laughs> this is this is a new light. <laughs> Hire me, NBA. I'm open. I'm open to uh, consulting. Ooh, Tatum just. Tatum. Um, is there any more uh, NBA All Star news before we move on? Last thing. Last thing. Um, seeing seeing mic'd up of uh, Giannis and Jokic. Hmm. I would like to see that. Well, what did they say? I didn't see it. Well, it was just like uh, Giannis hitting the three. They just had a bunch of mic'd up. Oh, no, the mic'd up stuff was funny. Giannis was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, he was like, I can't believe it. This is my yeah. night. The, like, I knew it. It was funny. The, funny like, the funniest thing was when Curry was mic'd up, he said, box out, Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they was mic'ing him up. And then Zion was mic'd up in the uh, Levine. Yeah. I, they interviewed each other while they was mic'd up. It was, I like that aspect of it, too. I thought it was cool. And it's NBA. I feel like they should keep them all mic'd up for the All-Star game. Who cares? Well, it's better because there was no fans in there, so you could actually hear it. Yeah. But uh, if they mic them all up, I mean, worst case, you just 
you know, take out the stuff that's not appropriate. Because I know it, it might get inappropriate at times. But you know, it's cool. But yeah, Giannis had me rolling. And uh, I like when Luca be mic'd up. Like last year, he did the, come on, let me in Fox jump. Come on, Fox. Come on, Fox. I run. Ooh, look, I'm Fox. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Are you going to jump for real? Okay. I... Luca funny, bro. Luca is funny, bro. He's like, ooh, I, I run like Fox. Look, look at me. I run like Fox. <laughs> yeah, boy, it's funny. Now we will predict, because there is the play-in tournament. Uh, NBA released the format of it. Did you guys see the format? No. Uh, I mean, I think it's the same for last year, huh? No, it's now it's, as we know, teams nine through ten make it. So teams nine through ten make it, but teams seven through eight will play each other. Mm-hmm. So that so that means I'm gonna put it up on the screen. So that, I'm gonna say it though, but like that means seven play the seven seed will play the eighth seed. Whoever wins that matchup is the seventh seed. The loser of that matchup will play the winner of the ninth and tenth seed going against each other. Then whoever wins that match will get the eighth seed. I'm about to pull it up. Because y'all, I know we visual learners up in here. Yep, here we go. I like this bracket actually, to be honest. Here is the play in tournament format. As you can see, the seven and eighth is not a guaranteed lock into the playoffs, which means the seven and eighth seed will play, seven C and AC will play. The winner of that matchup will be the seventh seed. The loser of that eighth, loser of that seven versus AFC matchup will face the winner of the ninth and tenth C matchup. And whoever wins that match, I like it. Inquisitive. Adam Silver strikes it again. Okay, okay, Adam Silver. Sneaky, sneaky. You didn't call me for this one. It's okay. I get it. I like it. So my question for you guys is: Who will be the ninth and tenth seed in those uh, playoff spots after before? The resumption, the resumption of the NBA play for the second half of the season. Let's get into it. Here is the standings as of March 11, 2021. Well, in the e- I'm just looking on my app. All right. In the East, the 7 AFC includes, oh, now we can do the last uh, four seeds. The Knicks are the fifth seed. The Heat are the sixth seed. The Hornets are the seventh seed. The Raps are the eighth seed. The Bulls are the ninth seed. And the Pacers are the tenth seed. Hawks is a half game back behind the Pacers. The Wizards are a game and a half back. Cavaliers are two games back. Just for the East, who do you think? Who do you guys think will be? Who do you guys think will be ninth and tenth seed in the playing tournament? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the Hawks are gonna get in. They're sitting at eleventh right now. Um, I'm gonna say that the Hawks get in, and I got the Hawks and the Wizards. I'm not afraid to say it. <clears throat> I want to say the Hawks and the Wizards. That's what I was looking at as well. I just. I know the Wizards so far behind compared to, not so far, but. Not so far, but you're looking at the Raptors. I'm I'm not looking at Pacers and Bulls. I think those two teams fall out. But what yeah. I'm looking at is Hornets. Heat are only going to keep getting better to 18 and 18 now. And the Knicks are 19, 19 and 18. So. I think the top, out of the top six, five or six. So, but I like. The Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami are gonna stay above that line. The right. Knicks, I'm not sure about. I feel like they could fall. I'm not right. sure. I'm not sure about the Hornets. I, I'm, I'm not they, sure about the they're Hornets. They're not above the line, really. That's, That's what I think. They would be in that seven through ten. Yeah, got you. Yeah. In that seven through ten bubble. I got you. Got you. The Hawks, the the Hawks, Charlotte sit at seven. I can see them going lower. I don't see them going past the line though. I don't see them jumping above. The only team that's below the top six right now that could jump it to me is Toronto. Toronto could jump in and the Knicks will fall out and will be set. 
and the Knicks would be in that playing situation. Talk about think, some respect on the North on Tampa Bay. I think everybody, like, I think the East comes down to 12 teams. Like, Cleveland, Orlando, and Detroit are guaranteed out. They're not going. Right. So, well, Cleveland not that far behind either, to be honest, but I don't think they're going to make it. Only two like games that. back. I mean, uh, three and a half games back. I don't think, they're gonna make that, I don't the think, I don't think they like that, though. But without, the Wizards, without the Wizards are six and four in their last ten. The, Wizards, the Cavs are four and six. I think the Cavs are on that back end. And now the Cavs are about to start buying people out and start getting – in, but Drummond not playing. That's what I think. That's why I don't think they're gonna make a run. So I got the Bulls falling out. I think the Bulls are like a year ahead right now. Or I mean, the Bulls not that bad. But okay, Indiana's falling out. I guess for sure. I think I think they're done. Not because they don't have the talent, but it's just no, I don't. No, Karis is not. And, I would like to see Karis. Follow but... would be good for TV, so I'm gonna let them stay. So I guess it's gonna be Chicago, Atlanta. I mean, Chicago, well, no, Chicago or Washington. I think Atlanta's a lot. Chicago or Washington gonna fight a lot for what? Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta getting that ninth spot. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna be nine or ten. They're gonna be in the top nine. Okay. I think now with this new regime they got going, and they got Bogdanovich back tonight. That's just me though. Uh, what you think? I think the Wizards get in the play-in tournament. I think they're gonna catch fire after this All-Star break. I also didn't. I didn't think about like teams falling down. I was looking at the seven AC, but I definitely could see the Knicks dropping down and like to re, like restructure the uh, seedings. I think Wizards. Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. Give me Wizards and uh, Wizards Hornets. I think Wizards and Hornets both get in that playing tournament ninth and tenth seed, and they'll be battling it out with eight, eight and seven seed potentially, eight or seven seed potentially. But you got the you got Tampa Bay in there. Uh, Tampa Brady, and for the Western Conference, we have the from five fifty and low. We have the Portland Trailblazers, the Denver Nuggets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks. The current ninth and tenth seed are the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. Guys, the ninth and tenth seed in the West, the jam packed West. Who will capture that position? Let me tell you now. The Warriors will be there. The Warriors will be there for sure. They're sitting at ten right now. Um, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be interesting to see what Aldridge does because I'm not saying Aldridge determines that much in the West, but if Aldridge goes to a team like the Trailblazers, they're only gonna get better, allowing like. But you think about the Blazers take him back, bro? Uh huh. I think I know he got a history there, but I don't think the Blazers take him back because they already got Nurkic and Cantor, and Nurkic got a return, so it's just too well, much. Both of them play the five. Yep. I just can't play the four no more, bro. I mean, he's because he could play it, but I'm saying his that position is like Covington starts at the four for them, and NBA is going small ball. So you put him in that to that lineup. Aldridge can shoot threes, but he's not consistent like that. That's not his game. Uh, but small like, ball, small ball lineup with Aldridge at the five is better than Nurkic or Cantor. I can't say that. I think as far as spreading the floor, it is. But as far as the way they, they need them, in, they need their centers to rebound because they got the shooting on the perimeter. They don't need them to shoot. They don't need their center to shoot because Damon CJ can shoot. Mm. And Gary Trent, if he come in and be at the three, or Rodney Hood, he's back, or Melo. Doesn't help to get all-star experience where you're lacking. They just made it to the the conference finals, bro. They're missing all-star experience 
at the big position. So bringing in all all star don't. It, I disagree. All star experience. You saying it like it's playoff experience or championship? He has that as well. He has so playoff experience with the with the Blazers, and then he hasn't really been since. Oh, he went with and well, he went with the Spurs, and then they they never did nothing. Oh, he was hurt. But you're saying all star experience. They don't. Yeah. It's not experience. I disagree. It's accolade. I think he's an upgrade for what they have. I think he can be a. 15, he's not. And he's 36 years old. With he's 30 something, 34, 35 years old. He's not an upgrade. I disagree. Well, I think the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors will be the ninth attempt seed in the Western Conference fine, uh, playoff picture. Only way I see a potential team swapping out with them or let's say the Pelicans get in is if the San Antonio Spurs regress as they – if their young core starts falling off this all-star break. But for now, I don't think the Pelicans will make it in the playing tournament. It will be the Grizzlies and Warriors. And that's going to be a fun playing tournament come May. The Pelicans getting in. Yeah, I got them in mind. Uh, I don't have the Warriors falling out as much. I feel like this this little playing thing is cool for the NBA. I wonder if they're going to keep it going from now on, or is this just a – Who the Pelicans getting over? Uh, the, the team that can't beat us, Memphis. They're ahead of us by a couple games, but they've never beat us. Since they got John Morant, so I don't. What that mean? Y'all can't beat nobody else. We played them four. We played them three times still. And what you mean we can't beat anybody else? We we beat them. I'm, I'm just joking around. Now he's saying uh, how y'all gonna? It don't matter if y'all could beat the Grizzlies. Y'all got. I think it's only in this in the West. It's a 13 man race with a 10, 11 man race. I don't think I think the Thunder regular is good, but the Thunder gonna start losing and going for that tank eventually. Timberwolves cook, Rockets cook. Kings, Luke Wallace still has a job, so, you know, whatever. Uh, so I feel like Memphis would be the team to fall out. I think the Mavericks are getting their stride. The Mavericks just beat the – beat the, but not beat the sleeves off, but they put it on them. They put it on uh, the Spurs last night. DeMar DeRozan had 31-11, and 11, and that wasn't enough because nobody else scored over uh, over 11, I think. And uh, meanwhile, Porzingis had 29-20. and 20. <laughs> Luka had a triple-double with 20. Somebody else had 20. Or was it who had the other 20? Mm-hmm. Right now. But why they we, were why are we on the subject of but the I magic? think the Mavericks are, Mavericks are hitting their stride. They could look they look good. Well, we on Earth. the subject of the Magic. Y'all Mavericks, excuse me. They y'all saw they talking about KP is on the block though. So you don't need them, but after that 29 and 20, I'd be I wouldn't say that no more. I'd be like, oh, you can stay. After one game. I think they don't understand that he came off a bad injury. And before his injury, he played good. And then he got injured. And it took him some time to shake back. But he's um, always yeah. in. He's always in. He's injury prone. So that may be, may be why you trade him. And they got Max Kleber. They got other people that are similar to him. And they got Boban, who, when he plays, does play meaningful minutes. But um, if I'm Dallas, I just – I stay pat. I mean, it ain't like you won a championship anyway. Well, in the offseason, there were reports saying that Dallas was in win-now mode trying to acquire another star, and that star, I guess, was Josh Richardson. You think they trade Porzingis for Drummond? No. Drummond don't make them better. I think people are seeing too many reports of buyout situations, and that's I said trade. I didn't say buyout. I said trade. That, the, Cavs buying, buying, the Cavs buying him out hurts them more than the trade would. Yeah, and so trade everybody's point. seeing reports that that's inevitably going to – They don't have to do it. Trey, what, Chris Perzingas for Drummond? Yeah. I don't know that. They don't get better <laughs> at all. <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing this, bro? <laughs> uh, 
Like, Auntie Sonya even told you, bro. Who is Andre Drummond? <laughs> Why is they talking you about disrespectful, bro? You, you got to so, so learn. Jonas Valanciunas had 20 and 20 last night. We going to give him respect? Jonas Valanciunas has never been a bad player. He just got shipped out by the Raptors. The Raptors shipped out great players. The Raptors shipped out great players that didn't fit the scheme, and they won with what they had. The Raptors shipped out Valanciunas and DeRozan, and still – and all they went all in for Kawhi, and it worked. That don't work for everybody. They gave up a good player. He was never a bad player. You told me that Andre Drummond was a top five center in the NBA. I feel like he arguably is. Bruiser, do you agree? Who are the who are the centers? A guy Gobert above him, Jokic, and B. Who else? When I said Gobert, he said I don't know that. <laughs> Defensively, they're oh Derek. Defensively, they're close. <laughs> Offensively. Gobert is not better than Drummond. He's not. He's not better than Drummond. They do the same thing. <laughs> oh, Gobert does not be catching up. Stop. Drummond is way more explosive than him. What are you talking about? Explosive. Explosive, dear. <laughs> yes. Who? Hey, they, Drummond don't got a supermax. Right. Drummond don't got no. Drummond no. Yeah, it's a lot of prayer, like what? Does Drummond have an all star. Gobert start his career off with the with the poverty franchise in the NBA. Y'all heard me? Y'all heard me? Does Drummond have an all star experience? <laughs> I'm taking Cat over Drummond. I am too, but Cat can Cat make the playoffs ever since Jimmy Butler left. I'm taking Wait, Stephen Adams over the um... Stephen Adams ever been a, a leader on the team or the best player on the team? No. no. Okay, cool. No. Drummond was the best player on his team. Was he? Yes. What? He's the best player on the Pistons. He's he's the best. He was the best player. Because I don't know, bro. He's like he's the best player on the Cavs, too. The player on the Cavs. I, might, I might take Colin's that. the best player on the Cavs. Wait. Colin. Colin's the best player on the Cavs. He's the best scorer on the Cavs. I guess Drummond. Kevin Love, Kevin Love better than Drummond. No, he's not. Kevin Love ain't finished the season. When, y'all talk about injuries. When the last time Kevin Love finished the season? Don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Love. But there. Right now. I take Nurky. Right take, now, bro. you not taking no Kevin Love over Drummond. I'll take Aiden over Kevin, Free Kevin Love, though. I'll take DeAndre Jordan over Drummond. Nah, no, I wouldn't that. I, I take Aiden over I don't, I don't even want to talk about it no more. We could just agree to disagree. You just. I'm, it's I'm, it's I'm, crazy I'm, you talk all that about Andre Drummond, but if he, God forbid, goes to the Nets, then what? I mean, nah, I, 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 I don't hit it, bro. I hate y'all. Then, you're like the Twitter people, bro. You just like, like the Andre, Twitter people. You could start drumming and have DeAndre Jordan and Blake come off the bench together and start Jeff Green at the four. KD play the three if you want. Oh, bro. Oh, my God. Joe Harris. Oh, Joe Harris. I forgot you put. So Kyrie, Ky- James Harden at the one, Kyrie at the two. Now he's excited. Now it's exciting to talk about Drummond. Drummond's not better than DeAndre Jordan, so why would you want him? I mean, shoot, DeAndre Jordan off the bench don't sound bad to me. Hey, speaking of the Nets, uh, Blake Griffin signed with the Brooklyn Nets over the uh, offseason, during the offseason break. Buzz. DeMond. DeMond. But but when we posted the link in the chat, What's the first thing Derek said? Lakers, you know why? Because LeBron got the best lob ball in the NBA. Nobody catching a lot. Nobody throwing lobs like LeBron. I don't know. James Harden throws some pretty far lobs. Is leading the league in assists. Yeah, he uh, LeBron just did this last season. Relax. He had to show you that. Blake he Griffin it. signing with the Nets, guys. Blake Griffin signing like with the Nets is a very interesting move, in my opinion. Don't like it, and he averages twelve points, but we are gonna act like he just still is 
Kia, Kia jumping Blake Griffin. Okay. Um, to me, it's just very interesting what it allows the Nets to do offensively. I think um, with Blake Griffin not really having any dunks this year and stuff like that, I mean, of course, the injuries have caught up to him or whatnot. But, like, you put him in the Nets offense, if he can continue the rate that he was shooting the three ball at a career high 40-plus percent, I believe, like, bringing that in at the four, letting them go five out is going to open up lanes for Kyrie and Harden, KD, mid-range, offensive. I mean, just they have very good ball movement, just being able to penetrate. So that gets a lot of things going for Joe Harris and uh, Jeff Green shooting career high number and three-point. So just bringing in Blake Griffin could help. I mean, it's not going to make them any worse. And they don't have anything like that at the big position right now. Like Jeff Green is playing the five. I think they feel a little bit better if Blake Griffin is to take over that role, if that's a lineup they want to do. But um, – just for the Nets, like, I think they're still trying to figure out their rotations coming into, like, these big playoff matchups. Um, tonight, they're playing the Celtics, and right now they have a matchup. Like, they have a, a lineup of Bruce Brown, Joe Harris. I mean, Tyler Johnson, Kyrie, and Landry Shamit, and then DeAndre Jordan. So, like, Bruce Brown is running the four right now. So, they're just re really still trying to figure out what these playoff lineups are looking like for them. But they're getting a guy who, again, I mean, it's the third straight subject, Bruiser, we're talking about all-star experience. So, hey, man, he's just bringing in Blake Griffin, and I think he's going to be able to help this team a lot. Okay, um, I had no issue with Blake Griffin um, signing there. I just want to – I just if the Nets was already – well, the acquisition of Harden already good enough to win the championship, why go get Blake? Why, why go get oh. so much – so why is it a problem when anybody else wants a good team? That's not remotely equivalent with any LeBron. LeBron has never had a team that looked like this. That's the thing. like LeBron has never had a team that looked like the Warriors. It's just but people like so, you people like you come up with narratives in your head mm. that he had this elite team. Have you noticed that when he left when he left them? They didn't look good. Before LeBron met, got with Kyrie, he didn't even look good. You want to talk about that? At the rookie no, he year, he didn't look good? No, he didn't look that good. He was okay. People get with LeBron and elevate their game. And then when they get away from him, what happens? It decreases. So Except Kyrie, for this year. Kyrie, Kyrie looks amazing this year. Kyrie That's didn't win the rookie of the about. year and go for 50 multiple times with no other help and on his L's, Damon. He wasn't a winner. Okay. So... I, we can that's the difference between him and Curry and Dane. Curry play. and Dane, when they go for 50, they win. Kyrie had a hard time at first doing that, and then now, no. now he we can do it. We've we seen Dame have plenty of good games in the playoffs, he still has never beat Curry in the playoffs. So, winning is that the biggest thing? You said beat Curry in the playoffs, like you said beat Curry in the playoffs, like Katie wasn't on that team. So don't make it like it's just Curry. No, Curry oh. played them. Oh no, no, that, that was but, only a couple. But, you know, Curry. It was, don't know, make one it. of the. There's only don't, been two good point guards to stop Curry from getting the ring. Don't intentionally. Kyrie Irving and Don't intentionally not include information oh. to make your argument look better. There's only been two point guards that have outplayed Curry on the big stage. Halo. Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry. Hello. Kyrie ever made it to that stage without LeBron? No. Oh, okay. 
Did, 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 did LeBron beat them without Kyrie? Did he? Yes or no? It don't, bro. What? It don't. It, like, that don't matter. Had it rings don't matter. without Kyrie. And, you know he don't need him to get rings. That's the difference. He don't need him. He just got it. He just got another one without so, him. So, so Kyrie. It'd be different if LeBron left. No, it'd be different if LeBron left the Cavs and never. What you're telling me? No, it'd be different if LeBron left the Cavs and never got one. And he tried to say that. But he has one before Kyrie. He has one after Kyrie. He has two before Kyrie, actually, but one after Kyrie as well. So don't make it like he need, like he helped, but any anybody on that same caliber of a player would have helped him. So nobody's arguing LeBron and Kyrie. Why do y'all always want to make that the narrative? Nobody's arguing that. You literally just said LeBron. If he didn't have Kyrie, what would LeBron do? I said say LeBron needed Kyrie to beat the Warriors. He never beat them without LeBron Kyrie. Any, he never beat them without Kyrie. LeBron needed any player on that level to, to beat them. It but Kyrie was his teammate, and when Kyrie was not there, he did not beat them. Yeah. Thank you. That was my point. You keep but, but, twisting but these narratives them. and saying, you, well, you, if any other player, you, that's you not the case. That's he didn't beat them. Why? That's not the case. He didn't beat them. Why? Not the case. What? Why didn't he beat them? You, you like, you leaving out context. You made it, oh, if, if you would have had Kyrie, he'd have won that. No, it's a lot of context that's involved. So, like, so that's not the narrative that is coming. LeBron was playing so good, and he was up. With Matthew Delavadova and Dante Jones getting minutes, that's that's not the narrative that if Kevin Love and Kyrie were healthy, that they beat that team, that Golden State team, the first year. That's not the consensus. You left out. You said, "Is Kevin that not the consensus?" Answer my question. Because now you're including Kevin Love, but you weren't including him at first. It was all about Kyrie. That's the funny part. That's so people even say Kyrie because when they went to overtime, Kevin Love was playing like crap game one, and when Kyrie got hurt. They didn't have a chance. That's what everyone said. Is that not the consensus? Yes or no? I don't understand what your point okay. is. Okay. Hey, <laughs> what's the argument being made next, here? Next what subject. is the argument? Okay. My, my, my main point here is that why is it that there's no problem? And I don't even have a problem with it. When LeBron gets good teammates or there's a That bias, is not the same. It is not the same. Nobody no, ever does put him off, Derek. You didn't let him finish. No, because he, he's now nah, getting an argument. He's mad at people. People talking about what the Nets are doing, but LeBron has never done this. How? How? When you're saying, "Oh, I want Shane Battier. I want Ray Allen." I are want... you serious? Do you see who's naming Bruiser? Ray Allen so, better than Blake. Right. But no, Ray Allen. Okay, that's one. Th Shane Battier and Ray Allen came as a free agent. He chose to sign there. Blake did too. What are you talking about? No, Bruiser. No, this is the offseason. Ray Allen went to sign here. He just said Shane Battier. Are you is he crazy? <laughs> He's talking about old veterans. Are you serious? He didn't get Ray Allen dunking on people. He got old Ray Allen. Like Griffin, not an old veteran? Old Ray Allen, dog. So, and then, no, and the difference is LeBron didn't have a hard, nobody, like Dwayne Wade was not the uh, top, Dwayne Wade was not the best shooting guard when LeBron got with him. Chris Boss wasn't the best power forward when he got him, but you got a top three point guard. You got a top. Is Katie a power forward or small forward? Or oh, whatever. He top. He a small forward. He the, he the second no, best small forward. He be the best small <laughs> power forward. But 
You take you take the second best player in the, in the NBA. You got you the second best player in the NBA, and you go get another top five NBA player, and then a, a arguable top ten, another a top ten NBA player. Cool. Well, the top ten. Okay, you and the top ten NBA player agree to go somewhere. You bring in a top five NBA player. Cool. Then that's not enough. You go get. A power forward that had a name, you know, he might not be what he used to be, but we'll see. I guess I gotta see it. And then, and then it's like, oh, we're not done yet. We won't jump in too. Like what? <laughs> like, like, and what's like what? Why? Come on, bro. But why are you hating on it? No, I'm not hating. It's just like, man, y'all really gotta do all this to try to be LeBron, bro. That's what it's about. Nobody's thinking about LeBron. People yes, they are. Kyrie literally, Kyrie literally said, "We'll see them again." What was he? What was he talking about? Okay, we'll see them again. That's his pick. What was he talking about? Like. They have to handle the business. They know that. Why can't everybody? Why can't, Nets, why can't people have a good team? The Nets, but the, new Clippers, the Nets are the twenty twenty one Clippers, and I hope the twenty twenty Clippers in twenty twenty one. And if they don't make it, you will never hear the end of it. I'm letting you know that now. Mm. Just say that they're your twenty twenty one Clippers because no, that's, that's what the, it's literally the, it's literally the, the same excitement the, because the every record. year everybody gets excited for who's gonna take down LeBron, and when it don't happen, everybody's mad. But when it does happen, it's oh, oh I'm a warrior fan. It's 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 literally just the battle. It's like the the who can beat LeBron. It's the that's what it is. The I battle don't think of who can beat LeBron. Was thinking about LeBron when he went to LA the first year, but you said who wasn't anybody? <laughs> who? Like nobody. Are you serious? When he went to LA the first year, I don't think nobody really cared. Like nobody thought they was gonna do anything. Who? The Lakers? Like anybody. Nobody thought the Lakers were gonna do anything. Right, Kyle Kuzma didn't think. When Lakers went to when when LeBron went to the Lakers with that team, everybody knew like, okay, he got a bunch of young dudes. This is gonna be amazing if he does this. Then he got hurt and missed, however, so many games and didn't play. Then they make the offs. Cool. Well, LeBron said everybody that. knew after that he was going to get somebody. Well, and he, when he got kids, so I think he knew he knew too. And when he got who he wanted, <laughs> and and then. Good old Kawhi decides to go to the Clippers and they trade for Paul George and all this. Oh, but but so you're you're trying to dog me about Blake Griffin, but oh, but if Giannis signed with them, bro, or bro, if they got Kawhi, nah, no, but see, that's the difference is 36-year-old LeBron getting another player that he's stop putting his age LeBron, on he's still playing at a high level, no one cares. He's 36. About that. What are you we talking about? I don't I don't think about that. I just think about why him not? Age matters and level. everything. It does not. You literally just seen it. What, bro? Stop, bro. Stop. So, so Brady's impressive because he's forty three or forty four. That's that's why it's impressive. It's just impressive because they're great athletes and they've been doing this at a high level. It's a lifestyle for them. So, this is, I expect that out of them. And if it it falls off, then okay, thirty six year old LeBron, it might be time to hang it up. Or Brady, but those are two guys that I know that if they see that their play falls off, they're gonna hang it up. And I think that we've already seen them say that on a on that type of level. So I don't think we'll ever see it from those type of guys if those are the two guys you're talking about. Serena, uh, uh what other greats do we still have? I mean, Connors was trending towards that for UFC, and he took a tumble. So I mean, mm, but. To each his own, man. I just, you know. Okay. Great talk, <laughs> fellas. Um, I have no more basketball news. Uh, Demond, what do you got for us on the 
football side of things. It's pro days. It's pro days. Gotcha. So, uh, former punter slash NXT wrestler, I think, Pat McAfee, You're is calling it Massacre Week. Guys are kind, some would argue are being set free. Others are um, looking for new starts. So, we're going to play a little fun, and we're just going to list some guys that have uh, hit the free agency market and that will be free agents come next week when free agency does start. Gonna name a couple names uh, just for the podcast. Um, we're gonna start off in New Orleans. Saints, man, trying to get under that cap. They franchise tag safety Marcus Williams. How do y'all feel about that? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Ten point six million dollars. Uh, the right decision. It's the greatest for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Derek, oh, I'm sorry. Got a, got a little distracted. What you say? I'm gonna pay attention, man. I had it was a sidetrack. Saints. Franchise tag safety Marcus Williams thumbs up thumbs down thumbs up it was me it was just necessary, was mm-hmm. necessary. Pro Football Focus ranked Marcus Williams second as a safety last year. Continuing on with the Saints, they also released wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders thumbs up thumbs down. Yeah, I don't feel any type of way about it. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And linebacker Quan Alexander. I don't like this one, but I understand why. Mm. Okay. Um, some more cuts. This morning, Chiefs, after allowing a record in quarterback pressures without their starting tackles, decide to let both of them go in free agency, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm going to go ahead and give my two cents on this one. I definitely think this is a thumbs down. Um, not really sure. I know they saved about, if I'm correct, 18 million in cap, but these are guys I believe they had under contract. And I realize you're trying to stay above the cap, but we just saw what Mahomes looked like without these guys. So, um, I know that's going to be the prerogative for most teams this offseason. At least that's the approach I would take to get pass rushers, number one, to knock off the Chiefs. So, them not having tackles, I'm not really sure what they're going to do if they're going to try to rely through the draft or sign some of these free agents for lower deals. But this is a thumbs down for me. I'm not sure. I feel I'm not, it's not a thumb down for me or a thumbs up. It's like I'm in between. I just feel they realize they're trying to get under the cap. They, they, they may also potentially cut Sammy Watkins or trade him. Or I think his contract's up. His contract's up. He's gone. Yeah, so the clear up cap. But I think – I think they realize that it's time to bring in some new young guys. I think maybe they think mobility and out being they need like young old linemen that are cheap. They need to go the cheap route. When you have a five hundred half a million dollar half a billion dollar quarterback, you need um to have young pieces. And that and every team goes through this process. That's why the NFL has a salary cap for these situations. And I think their youth will show in the offensive line, but I do think they will try to make a splash in the NFL draft to acquire some offensive line. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, with this one, I don't, I don't feel no type of way about it. I think it just, it's just something they had to do. Mm-hmm. And the younger, the better for that team, because their veterans were there when they needed the experience, and then they won a championship. Then they just went to the championship and lost. But now, even their young players have the experience. You got two-time Super Bowl goers and one-time Super Bowl champions on your team. So now everybody knows what it's like to go through that process. 
So now you can bring in younger guys and your Mahomes and your Tyreek Hill and even Miko are like your veterans now. Travis Kelsey, he's still, you know, he's kind of older. Travis Kelsey going to be your veteran presence. So you don't really need the, that line to be what it was. You just need guys that can get the job done. I also think what hindered him in that Super Bowl was them not running the ball. <laughs> I know the Bucs had no more rushing defense, but they weren't even committed to running the ball. So I think, yeah, so I think. They, Did Dirty even get a carry? I don't even think Dirty got a carry. He started running when it was starting to get down big in the second quarter, but I do think a change of philosophy of running the ball. I think Andrew Reed will learn from this, uh, even though he was, he was going through some things in the game as well. Yeah, I think they're running. They need to get that going because it's, it's – I mean, I know Mahomes is the – sells the tickets and he's the flashiness and everything, but you don't need 50 touchdowns a season to win if you could get the run game going. Yeah. Or in that okay. case, they had no touchdowns. Like, you go from 50 in a season to zero in the in the championship game? Come on. Mm. I think it was because he was running for his life, so we'll see how he does without him, in my opinion. Um. Going back to the Saints real quick. Set cornerback Janoris Jenkins, also a cap casualty. Ready? I'm, I was I was waiting on this one. Not because he's bad, not because he's not a good player. Older, 32 years old, $14 million. Doesn't sit right with me. Got to go. Sorry. Move will save $7 million in cap space. I have to ask, gentlemen, are we about to see a bunch of young rookie players? I mean, Drew Brees is out. Um, it's still unsure of what we're going to do at the quarterback position. I was just, I'm just speaking from terms of presenting the situation. I, I didn't mean to say where, but um, in terms of what the Saints are going to do, gentlemen, are we about to see a, a Madden situation with a bunch of rookies in here in New Orleans, new faces to play under the cap? No. The Saints going to give the agents. Hmm. They always do. This is just the, we're going through the motions right now. But you will see a lot of – the Saints are definitely going – this is a draft where they plan on having, like, 2017. This is one of those drafts. I think they see it as one of these type of drafts where they can get somebody feasible or – I, hmm? I see uh, – I don't know I if Matt Jones will be our quarterback. But I think I think if we don't – if Jameis doesn't resign, I do think a quarterback is, is an option for the first-round pick, however, or a trade-up. But on top of that, I think – Sam Darnold might be getting a call from the Saints. The Jets, the Saints will be getting a call from Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, whatever. Alex, Alex Smith, ball. I do think that um, if we don't resign Jameis, that we will either trade for a quarterback like Sam Darnold or trade up in the draft to acquire Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones, depending on how their draft, how they fall in the draft. And uh, due to the Saints and their um the Rooney Rule, they changed it and ha- uh, allowed that the uh, the Saints. The Saints, um, the, the black GM for the Atlanta Falcons was hired from the Saints, as well as another player. The Saints were, uh, were able to get three uh, third-round picks due to uh, draft compensation due to the um, the Rooney rules and uh, the new rule in effect. So I do think we have enough draft capital to trade away. We have a first-round pick, three-thirds. Well, also, we can also send a, a next-year pick, a second or third. So I do think trading up is in, it's in question if Jameis doesn't sign as the Saints quarterback. Okay, speaking of Saints and free agents, running back Mark Ingram. Um, Why would Mark do that? Do we have a running back controversy in Houston with David Johnson and Mark? Next. I think he went there because it's the closest thing to New Orleans, (laughs) to be honest. He went there there because he's starving. 
I don't really. Mark don't won't really play. Mark going there because he won't play football. You see, he was $3 million deal. He going there so he could play. I, 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 I don't really get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get it. Um, okay. Last football subject. So, with free agents coming up next Monday, um, I want to get three invoices from you guys. Um, one move that you would like to see your team make, which is probably unlikely, let's be honest. Um, one move that you feel is inevitable and one move that you feel could shake the league. Um, I can go first in this subject. Um, with a lot of wide receiver talent and I'm talking the draft, I'm talking free agency. Um, I definitely think the domino effect is going to be Kenny Galladay. And I will say that uh, he's going to be my inevitable, inevitable pick. I think he'll be the highest paid wide receiver. I know that he does miss games, but I, I don't know if people just don't watch the Lions. <laughs> ah, my bad. <laughs> good. I don't know if people uh, just don't watch the Lions and they see Matthew Stafford and Galladay and say, oh, those guys are really good. So maybe – because people are, you know, overhyping Matthew Stafford. But I think it's inevitable that Galladay would be the highest paid at the wide receiver position. Um, one move that I would like to see my team make, sign offensive talent and show Russell Wilson that you support his actions. If it's decided that, you know, we're going to try this for one more season because cap reasons or whatever, can't make a deal work. I would just like to see them invest in Russ. I mean, at the end of the day, we are here to win a championship. And if that's the real goal, you have to – you literally have to give Russ the keys. Um, so I would like to see them sign A, Corey Lindsley, coming off an of all-pro season for the Packers at center, or B, Mitchell Schwartz, all-pro uh, four-time tackle for the Chiefs just cut. And – Lastly, one move that could shake the league. Man, running back Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones did not receive the franchise tag, which to me was very surprising that Green Bay let him hit the market. It once again shows. And they are hopeful that they will be able to find a deal for him. But in my opinion, once a guy hits the free agent market, there is no turning back because at that point, you didn't want to get a deal done. So Aaron Jones, to me, could be a guy that very much so changes the course of an offense. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills, who, you know, who have been in running back turmoil, not having Moss or, um, you know, Yeldon or David Singletary, who's young. But Aaron Jones has scored, I believe, 35 touchdowns in two years. I mean, the guy is a real weapon. Maybe my Seahawks take a gamble on them after not re-signing Chris Carson. You never know. So I definitely think Chris Carson leaving Green Bay is going to leave them vulnerable. I know they have uh, Dylan that they like and Jamal Williams, who I think is a free agent as well. But them not having Aaron Jones, I think, is going to do some damage. So that's a big name to watch. All right. My turn. One thing I would love my team to do, man, you know what it is. Go get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. 
solidify that quarterback position with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and them boys. Be something prolific on offense, something nasty. A move that is inevitable. Um, Will Fuller, the fifth, will be making his way to Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers. There were rumors that they were trying to acquire him at the trade deadline, but Green Bay didn't pull the trigger. You know, they was like, you know, we're going to negotiate your deal for you, but So I think Will Fuller will go there. And a move that will shake the league. This player was should argue was, uh, arguably should have been the Super Bowl MVP the way you look at it. I'm talking about Shaquille Barrett. We've seen that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise tag Chris Godwin didn't prioritize Shaquille Barrett. And Shaquille Barrett's been in the league for uh, seven years. He wants to get paid. Tampa Bay might not have enough money. And he has two rings. He has two rings with Denver and now Tampa Bay. So he's one. It's not all about getting the bag. Where? I have no clue. It's a team with a lot of cap space. Maybe it's the Jets. Maybe it's the Colts. Maybe it's the Jaguars or Urban Meyer. I don't know where, but Shaquille Barrett, wherever he go, if he goes to a contender, that is a huge domino uh, domino that will fall, and that team will be instant. Like, their defense will, uh, will be better just like that as soon as he get there because he is a beast off the edge. Hmm. And Cliff Carter. One move that you would like to see your team make, one move that you think is inevitable, and one move um, that you think will shake the league? Uh, one move I want to see on my team make is I, I do see us um, making a move on a cornerback, potentially. Uh, I prefer we do a quarterback move like Deshaun Watson. That's like my dream go, dream move. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints did a move, like made a move for Gilmore with the Patriots. We like to trade with the Patriots, I feel like. I feel like. That's the one person will, and we might get away without giving up a first this year for it, but it'd be like a player and some compensation like that. So I wouldn't be surprised Gilmore for the Saints. I just, it just makes sense to like the type of stuff we be on. Um, as far as the move that shocked the league, um, Aaron Jones, um, I can see Aaron Jones going to the Seahawks if they keep Russell Wilson. And I think that'll just have a lot of people like, oh my God. I think that'll shake it up a little bit. And I think that'll give them a different threat than what they've had uh, with Chris Carson. And what was the last one? Um, one move you feel is inevitable. Oh, inevitable? Uh, inevitable. Mine was Kenny Galladay would be the highest paid. Bruisers was uh, Will, Fuller, Will Fuller to the Packers. I think inevitable. Uh, I can see Juju going to the 49ers. Mm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting take. You know, I think that's like their they're not watered down, but I'm not, oh, I'm not gonna say yeah. I think that's their like makeshift Odell. We can't get Odell. We'll we'll get Juju. We'll sign Juju, mm. and that gives them the Ayuk, Debo, Juju, Kittle. Try you know they give them a, oh uh and I think uh that Jimmy G back to Patriots thing is is low key not far fetched either. Mm. Mm, very interesting. Well, fellas, that is all I have. I'm very excited for uh, free agency coming up in the NFL. And you guys stay stay tuned. Every yard matters creeping up. I'll be posting a lot. Get those posts moving next week and so forth. Just stay with the page at Every Yards Matters. Thank Come you. on, I got to stop you real quick before we move on because we didn't talk about that black man getting paid four years, $160 million. Over 100 million guarantee. We're talking about Rain Dakota Prescott. He finally got his payday after years. 
of us debating who is better between Carson Wentz and Dak or who's more bad between Zeke and Dak. But he finally got paid. He bet on himself. Now he got the bag. How do we feel about Dak? I'm, I, I, see, I'll go first. I, I love it. Dak deserved to get paid. But then, but then he said, Super Bowl, here we come. I said, <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie, bro. And I was, I actually had a tweet. I was in Chick-fil-A and I don't have any signal over there, but at Chick-fil-A, but regardless, I was in the line and I had a tweet and I was going to say that the NFC, that the league is always better when the Cowboys are good. That is, that is undeniable. And you can think back to the year where the Cowboys are 13 and three in Dak's rookie year, Dak, Dez and um, Zeke were taking over the league where the number one seed were, did get one and pounced by the Packers, but the Giants were good. They made the playoffs. And I'm just hoping that we see a competitive NFC East this year. And with that getting paid and coming back, that's going to definitely put the Cowboys back on the map. But like, I just want to see Washington get a good, capable quarterback that can put that defensive position to win a lot of games. Cam. I don't believe. Oh, Cam. No. I, and uh, I just, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do respect to Cam, man. He's a, he's an Atlanta legend, went to the same high school, Westlake. Shout out to Westlake. Cam is just, I hope he got, finds a good situation. Uh, I just he got New Orleans for for the what seeing Cam throw a slant to Michael Thomas, boy. (laughs) I don't know what what y'all gonna do. Hey man, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I was about to point out some. Um, they said we might get Alex Smith, and I was just like, bro, no, that would be like. It'd be like Drew 2.0. <laughs> no mobility. He got no, an arm. He got a better arm. No, does he? Turnover, turnover's not there, Derek. Them turnovers not there. <laughs> bro can't move in the pocket. I, bro, I just hope we get somebody that can move in the pocket a little bit. That's all I want. Like just a little pocket presence, a little, eh, little lean. Eh, I, mean, eh. I just to the to me with the same situation. You sitting here and you know you paying Ram check, and you're paying. Uh, Marshawn, well, they, they don't about, uh, when they, they pay him. Might be on the block. I heard a report of that, but you have the offensive talent. Andrews Pete's paid. I mean, like if they get the rid of Armstead, it makes sense. Talent. If you're Armstead, it makes sense because Andrews Pete could play left tackle, and we we had serviceable left guards like Eason and uh, Will Clap. They were able to plug in there, so I don't think that's far fetched. However, I think Andrews Pete is the one mistake that the Saints. Uh, front office does regret is paying him. Mm. When I agree, well, I just I just think when you look at when you look at the Saints, they to me the Saints and the 49ers are teams that you could legitimately say are a quarterback away. Like you get a quarterback, and I believe if the Saints or 49ers get a move like Matthew Stafford, that makes them. Um, Super Bowl contenders. The reason I don't feel like the Rams are Super Bowl contenders with um, with Stafford, and this is no slight to to uh, McVay, but Shanahan, Sean Payton, and McVay all Super Bowl appearances, offensive minds. We've seen them with the number one offense, but I just Stop feel like man. the offense. 
the offensive weapons around the 49ers or the Saints are way above, to me, the Rams' offensive weapons. So, I mean, you just get a guy in that that is at least, say, Matt, better than Matthew Stafford, Saints and 49ers are going to be in good position. I can't say that. I mean, I, uh, I feel like the Niners got the best weapons overall in that situation. Not like, not oh, yeah, overall in that situation. I feel like the Saints have the best two of the top four weapons out of those three teams, but two of the best out of four, I like, I like two of the best, in, which are in the top four of those all three teams. But the thing that's killing us is we don't have depth. Well, we do have depth, but we got to see if that can come on every week. Like Deontay Harris and uh, Marquez Calloway and whoever, like they got to start being consistent or get, given the opportunity to be consistent. I know they had, and they both battled injuries. And so that's why I felt like they were com- comfortable with Emmanuel Sanders being gone. So now it's just like chemistry and availability. And that's the same thing with the Niners too. Their, their availability wasn't what it, the Rams had the best availability this season out of all three teams because literally every player on the Saints was out at some point this season except for Kamara. Kamara might have missed one maybe. I don't know. But I know Michael Thomas missed and all those other names I mentioned missed. And with the 49ers, it was the quarterback was out and Debo was out and Ayuk was out and Kittle was out. And it's like – so a lot of that does come down to the injuries as well. So – That most ideal situation of those three for a quarterback coming in, to me, I mean, I think the Rams wasn't that bad. Like the as far they might not have as better the as the better quality of players, but they have the better they have the better uh, like consistency. It's like it's it's never gonna be like Cooper Cup might have missed a couple games, but they're just they're they're there. They're available. They're, yeah. they're on the field. Dak Prescott is now the second highest paid quarterback uh, based on average annual salary. Uh, He gets paid $40 million. Uh, Number one is Patrick Mahomes with $45 million. Three, four, five is. Three is Deshaun Watson with $39 million. Russell Wilson fourth with $35 million. And tied for fifth is Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers with $33.5 million. So Dak got his bag for sure. Shout out Dak Prescott. We look forward to seeing you and your recovery back on the field, wearing those, wearing that star on your helmet, and hopefully make the postseason. So get some good – Get some memes in there. Get some Skip Bayless post in there. And when y'all, when you eventually lose in the postseason, of course, <laughs> then that will also be a great time to watch. I just uh, – think about this, man. Dak led the league, I think, three or two weeks after his injury in passing yards. I mean, like, he was literally going for 300, 400, 500. Um, I don't think the defense would be that historically bad, but it's just going to be so fun to watch him and hopefully a full season with him, CD, Cooper, and Michael Gallup. I mean, they can only get better. So, yeah. Proud of your dad, Dakota Rain. Got you. And before we switch gears to music, we got to talk about DeMond, me and you, one-on-one. Derek, you referee this. The Division series finally was completed. It was a great show. However, I did not like the season finale, and I hated it. I said at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. when I'm not finished the show. It was trash. I challenge anybody who thinks it wasn't trash. So before I let DeMond go and tell you why it was good, I will point out the reason why I think it was bad. 
Number one, I didn't like the boss battles between both Visions and Wanda and Agnes. Number two, I believe they wasted Monica's character. They used her character to for another film where her, I felt her character should have been shown more in the season finale. Number three, where did White Vision go? <laughs> like, I am Vision and Dip. Heard you. Also, I thought the last two episodes were rushed. I think the villain reveal took too long, even though if you read the comments like Demond, you should know that Agnes was the villain all the time. Well, I don't do that. I'm a casual. You don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that either. I'm a casual viewer, and I thought that the reveal, I thought it was 10 episodes. That's why I thought it was rushed. I think it should have been 10, not nine episodes. I feel like that and was- And they admitted episodes. that it should have been 10, Bruiser. Did you know that? I did not know that. I think- You can't say it was originally 10, but we lowered it to nine. I was like, why? <laughs> I think they, they had more story to tell. I think uh, that, I think that, what you say? They said COVID shooting. No. <laughs> I think it's that more story to tell. And I think it was them eight episode eight eight and nine was too compact for them to tell, but I also like some highlights. I did like her uh, her Wanda suit. I think her that's her Scarlet Scarlet Witch suit was dope. Um, my grandpa, I like that, and I also like the second post credit scene. The first one, I don't really care for the scrolls. They, they still got to show me more for me to invest in that arc. But the second post credit scene where Wanda reading the book that was in Agnes's basement, I Dark thought that was very interesting, huh? Dark old. There you go. Appreciate that. So, Damon, tell me why I am wrong and that the season finale was good. What's up? Instead of giving my opinion, I will use a rebuttal against all of yours for the Let's go. So, you said that you didn't like the boss fights. Um, being like Vision, who, let's be honest, has some of the greatest bars in MCU. He's up there with Tony, Ultron, Thanos. I mean, come on, he might be top five. Um, it's only fitting for him to have a conversation with himself. Where did White Vision go? I don't know, but it's very exciting to think about, especially with all the series that are confirmed to be coming where they might happen, but it does leave the door open. Um, you were disappointed in the uh, villain reveal. I, you know, being the comic nerd that I am, of course, knowing Agatha Harkness, I was excited for Mephisto. Uh, there was theories oh, yeah. of Ultron. I gotta stop you, because you, we was hyping that up last week. You, Jace, John, Jalen, me, Dare, we was hype. Mm. It didn't reload to the hype, man. I'm sorry for me. Even even Doctor Strange, the actor who came out and said it, um, Benedict Cumberbatch, he, he was disappointed that Doctor Strange, they didn't give him a call. They didn't want him to pop up in it. Uh, how he disappointed? He Doctor Strange. Cause he loved the show, man, <laughs> and, and he he took a little bit of offense to it. To Wanda saying, um, uh, I mean, uh, Agatha saying that uh, her power supreme, uh, yeah, it's that of the Sorcerer Supreme. So that's that's what this that's what this uh TV series ultimately about about Wanda's story going forward in Multiverse of Madness, setting that up her origin story as the the Scarlet Witch, as we first heard her called. We saw her take on the role, and I just thought that, um, first of all, I think Paul Bettany and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, the actors, Wanda and Vision, literally just every episode, they were great. I thought this whole cast was great. And I also thought that they, like there were some moments, like real MCU moments, and you think about some good acting, like to me, every episode was good acting. So. I gave a hats off to them there. It was real cinema. And I don't re really know if y'all ever paid attention to that, but Martin Scorsese uh, came out after, I think, Infinity War. It was like, Marvel is not real cinema. Uh, it's not real emotion. Remember and that's that. literally all. 
that's literally all WandaVision is emotion between two people, uh, Wanda dealing with grief. And they said that was the biggest villain. So her dealing with this grief in the last two episodes, coming to terms with that, uh, you know, having to put down the hex, get rid of her children, which still may, you know, they, they left the possibility open for all this stuff. So I think WandaVision did its purpose, leaving you wanting more for Wanda and her character and what possibilities they will have in the multiverse of madness. They're saying she's the focus of phase four. So um, I think they, they did great. And I think the series was great. I have to um, just slap your, whatever you want to say, bias or whatever, my big brand. Brand loyal. I'm sorry, you brand loyals. Drake, Nike. You came, you came and watched it and called it excellent after seven episodes. Whoa, whoa. They had you, they had you hooked too. So, I, I didn't. I didn't say it was a bad series. I just said it was. I said it was a great series. The last two episodes left me left a little bit more to be desired. That's all I said. Mm. What about Monica's you. character? On her, Monica, her, her no, only no, point, no. her only hard thing in episodes to show off her, she could books go through her. Now I will say, instead of debating that with you, because I was disappointed. I expected more from Monica in the finale as well, and. Um, her being the product of the Ralph Boner joke for Quicksilver, which that situation too is my biggest letdown. But yep. um, I will say that Monica, uh, you're not excited with the scrolls. I will say one of my favorite comic storylines is the Secret Invasion. Um, did you see the Spider-Man post-credit scene with Nick Fury? What? Yeah, 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 I did, I did, I did. In the space. So that's what they're talking about, her going up to space, being with him. And I believe what they're setting up is the secret invasion. And that's where, you know, there are good scrolls and there are really bad scrolls who, like, try to take over the government. Some people had a theory that Hayward may be a bad scroll, um, just stuff like that. So, I mean, I think they're setting that up. You know, I'm still excited to see stuff from uh, Samuel L. Jackson and that. And that's gonna, I'm black excellence, man. We're gonna get her and uh, we're gonna get Samuel L. Jackson and Tiana Paris and with Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. And hey, I'm cool with it. So I think they're set. This this series could have just dropped all these bombshells on us, but you do got to think about this at the end of the day, bro. The the order was supposed to go Black Widow, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Get it? You got it. And then Doctor Strange. We were supposed to get Doctor Strange like right now. So now instead of that, WandaVision has come out even before Black Widow. And we've had numerous people, or I've seen numerous people, including the Carter Boys. Yeah, you need to keep that. Don't care for Black Widow no more. Yeah, we don't. So, <laughs> um, they, can they can really just move Spider-Man up and just keep her moving. Yeah, right. we need that Spider-Man. It's they crazy. Spider-Man and May and move Doctor Strange up to, to Christmas. Right. Be so, so People still talking about the Eternals, which may like they're they're having theories about what the movie is going to be about. I mean, I'm interested in that. I'm not. I'm I like the cast. I think the cast is so good that people are gonna go see it. Regardless. I'm not too high. I'm not too low. I'm just interested in they're that. Saying I think it that movie gonna do it. I think that movie could be numbers off the cast alone. They're saying it could be an X Men origin story or Thanos backstory. It's a lot of possibilities with that, but that's what I'm saying. Marvel, you know, they leave doors open, so you just never know. But 
there was some disappointments, I but think, I was. I think the I reason they keep stuff up. open is so when they want to connect it on the back end, they can. Yeah. They always can. Yep. Ultimately. Well, well, they left one door open. Uh, we can preview the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What are you guys' expectations for that? Um, I saw a funny. I, tweet, I saw a funny tweet that said, "I'm not standing up to watch <laughs> to 3 a.m. to watch." <laughs> uh, I'm not standing up to watch them with no superpowers till 3 a.m. for an hour. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not standing up to watch them either. I'll watch it. I think it's going to be good, though. I think it's going to be good. All the shield. I think, it like, looks, I think it's going to be action-packed. I, I'm thinking WandaVision gave me, like, sitcom, but funny, but a little action. I think this is going to be, like, action-packed. Like, for, like, the action viewers who want the action. Yeah, it's going to be fighting like, and... I told you, duck, and like almost on like some rush hour. But I need, to see, I need to see Zemo, man. He was a, he was fine Civil War, and he got to keep the intelligence parts on. But they got his mask. They said his purple mask because purple mask Ooh. is accurate from the, the comic. villain is Zemo from the Civil War. Civil War. He's the villain in this movie. Yeah, in Here this show. But they're saying so. A theory that they're saying, and if you guys remember Hulk, a lot of people don't. Um, also, Civil War, the the general, General Ross, um, he's like creating a team of Avengers that he can control. And one of them is like the new cap. I don't know if y'all seen in the promo footage, but they call him like the U.S. agent. So they're probably going to like take Cap Shield at one point. I think the series is going to start off with like Cap's funeral or not. But like, it's just going to be interesting to see like the different people that they bring in because like this is the MCU. So it's a universe and um, they already got Sharon Carter and this is the winter soldier. You got Hydra backstories and they're saying, we're going to find out backstories from Sam Wilson, the Falcon. So I'm excited, man. There's a lot of theories and we're going to probably have our theories for this one too, but I'm going to try to lay low on those. Yeah. Uh, and that is all, Kurt Carter. Let's see if you can be two for two. Keep the streak going, or you're gonna be another. <laughs> Got to start with the weekend though. You see what the weekend said? You can see. The weekend said he boycotted the Grammys. Yeah, I knew that already. Though. Well, the weekend. This is my pitch to you, uh, as the head of the Pack Life Podcast. You could come perform at the Packies in December. We will see you in notice if you are. In my eyes, to see this burn inside you. Oh, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh? I can't wait for that concert. I can't wait for that concert. That concert will come to 2023. It don't matter. 2022, April. Nah, Stop. push it back again. I'm telling you. They push it back again, bro. I'm going to be living. I'm going to just buy tickets in another city. I can't wait that long, man. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, project wise, you're not really getting much on that front. Um, well, yeah, it was a good week. Got to review that music, though. <laughs> what new music we got last week? We got Aubrey. We got that Aubrey. Yeah. Last week, we got hit with that Aubrey. Um, Scary Hours, hours 2. Realize it gets a little baby. Leave the door open with that Bruno and Anderson pack. That song's a vibe. Bruno just keep delivering the vibes. Wait, before you, you move off, Drake. Before you move off Drake, they said Drake gonna be the first artist to go number one and two. With his singles, yeah. But um, but with two of the songs off here, uh, was was it Wants and Needs and Lemon Pepper or was it? Nah, it's What's Next and What's Next and going number one. They said and Wants and Needs going number two. Yeah, I like What's What's Next is that like cl- club vibe too. So people probably playing it more. 
Nimi mean, Pepper got the bars. That boy, that boy, Baby and Drake don't miss. Baby and Drake don't miss. But they got, Ross, we got that Ross and Drake don't miss. So, yeah. Last we got the only the fam, only the family. Little Dirk presents Loyal Bros. Bangers on there. I had to get a merch. I had to get a shirt. Tell him what you say, bro. What what you say when you hear that? Hear what? I just that took off like dirt. a rocket. Boop boop. Wait, what? What's the one thing you keep saying? What's the one line you keep singing from the Dirk presents Loyal? Oh, Bros? oh, uh, 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 Hellcats and Trackhawks. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Hellcats and Trackhawks. We on his ass where his shows at. I like. I don't know, bro. Y'all didn't like sip again like I did. Sip again when that when that bro. Wait, bro. <laughs> I literally, I literally like sip again. Oh, I, 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 like, what? Man, what? That's not like an elite ad lib now. After me yeah. listening to this album, bro. Man, what? And like, I don't know, like people from Lawrence already say, man, what? Like anyway, but not like I'll be saying it with the dirt voice when I say it. But yeah, you um yeah. when uh bro. That's the, when, I, when, I, when my when my new car come, bro. That's the first thing we playing when we get in my car. We gonna we gonna blast that on Max body. Car. Make sure my speakers hitting the same. Uh, no, just to make sure that thing don't. <laughs> my speakers go out, bro. I be bugged. <laughs> ready to call back, man. Oh. Uh, we got thugged out. YNW Melly featuring Kodak, and uh, yeah, that was pretty. Oh, and my my favorite single from last week. Was um that No Sense by Baby King? I don't know if y'all listen to it yet. I will put y'all on. I will put y'all on. We gonna also play that in the whip because that bro is Kendrick's little cousin. You know what I'm saying, bro? He, 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 he found he got his groove, bro. Like he know what he's doing, and I like the aesthetic for his music art. I like everything uh, and the vibe, West Coast vibe, but it's it's giving that. It's giving um not so much chill. It's like a chill West Coast vibe, but it's upbeat and it's a good. Good and catchy. Um, and this week we're getting uh clever. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He got a, a album dropping called Crazy. Um, Rod Wave dropping a single, Street Runner Blue. You gonna check it out? It's out now, actually. No. You like Rod Wave though? Songs. Tell him, bro. Brent Fires, show you all from checking it out. Brent Fires well, is probably my first favorite. listen. My favorite singer. We got some new West Side Gun TV boy. This is not for y'all. This is what I just go through for people. Take it over. Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud to be announced. Uh, we got Janae Aiko selling souls. I know Demond's gonna listen to that. Yeah. YB in the mirror dropping a new song. Young and Ace dropping a song called Gun Him Down. Rocky Fresh is back with Vic Mensa. I ain't heard from him in a while. Might have to check it out. No. Gibeon, that's for my R&B people like me. You know, Gibeon's dropping all to me. Definitely want to check that out. Um, Sage the Gemini is back with a song featuring Chris Brown. Hmm. You Baby. already know me, S-A-G-E. <laughs> and I've been listening to a lot of Blast lately. Blast is dropping a song featuring Russ called F-Boys. And he's dropping a song featuring Drakeo the Ruler. Don't forget. Slime Life Shorty. I don't know if you listen to him tomorrow. You should. You're pretty far. Sign with OTF. Song called No Breaks. And that's pretty much it on the music front. Uh the recently Internet Money's album just went gold. Me and Bruiser checked that album out. That's with us Home Eliminate and uh No Options. Oh, and Cardi B went diamond for Bodak Yellow. 
Okay. I, I, I listen to the Internet Money album as well. Wow, you might have to do a top five. No, we are but uh, keep keep release. I don't like nine years ago today, the beginning of an era, the beginning of drill. Shout out Kanye for when he was dropping new god. Mac Miller also released Best Day Ever 10 years ago today. Yeah, I used to have that as my long clock, I used to have that as my long when I wake up. Say it again. It's gonna be the best day ever. Got your ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Jack Harlow and Chris Brown dropped a new video today, I think. So. Uh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about how Quavo and Jack Harlow dropped off two chains of Lil Baby. <laughs> Lil Baby did. Y'all saw him do two, two squats. <laughs> He said my boy did two squats and get, got back to <laughs> He my was acting like he was they were They were going to 21. Quavo dropped 17 of them things. But Quite it's funny fun. because <laughs> I don't know, you know, the, the truth behind this, but they say Quavo don't Quavo and Lil Baby don't like each other. So when, <laughs> when he blocked his shot like bad, <laughs> it said Baby was mad. But, like, you could only be mad. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the rooms, but hey, yeah. but Jack, Jack Harlow wasn't doing nothing either. Quavo the uh, second, Quavo the second best rapper to play basketball, only behind uh, I think Dirk better than Quavo. Stop it! Don't don't be fooled by them videos that the LeBron and them be during the summer in New York in that gym. <laughs> but don't let the KD don't let the KD cosign fool you, Demond. Uh, nah, What's the rapper, right. uh, rapper name there that played in the league? Katie um, said he looked like Monte Ellis. I said, uh-oh. League? What? Said in the league? Yeah, I forgot his name. Master P, you're him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he the best. Then uh, Quavo second. He made it. I don't think he played an NBA game. Or he might have played one. He still got a contract, though. They said J. Cole could get a 10-day, though, bro. J. Cole with the Hornets? No. LaMelo to Jermaine. Imagine that announcer saying that. Oh! <laughs> I love that announcer, bro. He's the, he may be on national TV. What we got there? What we doing? What you waiting on? Wait, J. Cole has a logo? I'm just confused. I didn't know it was a logo. But... I'm surprised, bro. Uh, um, you don't got it. Yeah, this week was just weird. I was going to do it. I, don't, I think we did Cheeky already, so I don't want to do that. Chief, Chief, Chief. And I know we've done Mac Miller hella times. We never did Mac Miller. No, we did it once, probably. Uh, I think we did Mac Miller, but that might just be me. Breathing. We do our top five teams we're expecting to do something in the, in the NBA or do something for the NFL related for free agency, you know? Or we'll reveal our MVP uh, candidate list, our top five MVP candidates right now. Mm. Breathing. What'd you think, Demond? Um, I took the third off and all the host. Y'all letting the Rams be 6-0. and That's nasty. I say Drake and Ross on, but Bruiser can't do that. That's Demond's fault. Rams. Rams 6-0, and he talking spicy and all lead. Bruiser can't do that, though. Yes, he can. Am I on mute? 
No. Do you top five Drake and Ross songs, Bruiser, together? You gonna acknowledge me tomorrow? Huh? <laughs> you gonna acknowledge me? What'd you say, though? No, I'm not going Rams that. talking spicy in chat because he undefeated. It's all your fault. Mm, it is my fault. I just lost to John, though, so. It's the Cowboys. We well, getting I, it together. I ain't gonna lie. I take John a good win, boy. It'll be a nice win. Yeah, I told John you played your heart out. It ain't gonna keep. <laughs> <laughs> you told that man that. Good, bro. He he had me mad. All right. It is time for us to reveal our top five top Drake five, and no Rick Ross top five, collaborations. Top five, top five. In honor of Drake's Scary Hours two pack that was dropped last week. Demond, take it away for a favor. All right, my honorable mention is going to be Aston Martin slash Paris Morton music. I just got to put two and two together because Drake, you know, he ripped it and then put it on Care Package. But if the real was no, you know, Drake had that in the vault for a minute. And you've been, you know, you had it on your phone if you had it on your phone. You was either there or you wasn't. Speaking of shooting in the gym, um, my number five, Stay Scheming, classic. It's a little low on my list. I would like to have it higher, but, you know, Stay Scheming. Uh, I got to put it lower on my list because, you know, French Montana. But his verse is kind of classic, too. Dwight Howard on the post, dog, <laughs> Number four, Money in the Grave. And I got to put this one at number four above stay scheming because the Raptors won the championship. And Drake said, well, I guess I got to deliver. And he dropped two songs. So Money in the Grave holds a special heart. And then Ross came on and he was just – it's just something about that track. When I dump the money in the break, when I dump money in the grave, I just might fade. It's just the flow is undeniable. Number three, Lemon Pepper Freestyle. It's just hard. Like the beat on there is hard, and I feel like every Drake and Ross song has a hard beat, but this one, five minutes, man, just Drake and Ross running it. So, number two, Lord knows I'll take care. This is the first song that I really felt like, okay, this duo is like special. So uh, playing this song at night, driving is just undefeated. And number one, Gold Roses, Grammy nominated. Pretty pretty great song, man. Drake, just one of my favorite Drake's features and one of my favorite Rick Ross songs. So I think they, they both did their thing on this one. So that's my top five. All right, my turn. <laughs> now, no honorable mentions. Number five, I have Ashton Martin Music. Number four, I have I'm on one. <laughs> number three, I have Dice Pineapples. Number two, I have Chris Brown, Deuces Remix with Drake, T.I., Kanye West, Rick Ross, and company. And number one, I have Stay Scheming. Drake verse on there is just pitch perfect. No. All right, my top final debating. One honorable mention, I'm gonna put um, Lemon Pepper Freestyle there. I just, when I heard that song, I was like, wow, I had to run it back. Um, number five, I have I'm on one, Drake, Ross, Wayne, Khaled, just a, you know, just, just banger. Number four, I have Lord Knows. That's just, Take Care is like, still one of my favorite albums. Probably like my top three favorite album all time still. Real sad boys over here. Um, yeah, but that, that song wasn't sad, and they ripped it. Uh, number three, I got Dice Pineapples. You know, you know, it's a good song to ride to when you're with your shorty. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, when you're trying to get into that that, that mood. Um, number two, Stay Scheming. 
I just like it from from top to bottom. That was just a a great song. It was so good. It should have been on that that mixtape Ross dropped with a uh, the mixtape Ross had dropped with the Brinks truck. I forgot the name. That that's like my favorite project by Ross. Jalen would have known, huh? Jalen would have known. I gotta remember. Ooh, you talking remember. about that? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, the- Rich Forever, duh. Rich Forever, man. Rich Forever was just. Wait, is that Fred Al? No. Yes, it is. Mixtape by Rich Ross. Yes, Rich Forever, the mixtape. Tell me no. You don't know. What's your number one, Derek? Um. Oh, Stay Scheming was on there, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, Stay Scheming was on there. That's yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that was just was single too. all time. Uh. It was a single too, cause yeah, yeah that, party that, heart was on there. Yeah, this is my on streaming services. Oh, it's on. It's on streaming services now. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. And then um, lastly, number one, not Aston Martin music, Paris Morton music, cause Drake got a verse on it, and that verse is just they both float on the verses, and yeah, mm-hmm. Aston Martin, Paris Morton music, Paris Morton music. My number one. Mm. Probably my favorite song to ride to, actually. That's just a cruising show. Top five, don't debate. Top five, top five, top five. Is there any news breaking? Is that a podcast? Yes, sir. Um, let's see. Okay. I think that is it. Let me check the news. Basketball is back. Football is about to kick off with free agency frenzy. Clemson had his pro day today. LSU pro day is March 31st. Looking forward to that one. Uh, but signing off, this will conclude episode 95 of the Pack Life podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We're available to you on the podcast and Spotify. Follow us at Pack Life Pod or Pack Life Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Beside me is my cousin, Mr. Demonga. Yes, sir. And below me is my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. And as always, I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Um, the new original three. Uh, you already know. Yeah. Wait, wait. So I'm gonna ask you one more time. No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mom was right. You don't know where that's from, Demar. Never watch uh water. Don't water. I tell him the movie boot. You told him. You're done. No. And I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Thank you for tuning in, Rock Waters, episode 95. Five episodes away from a hunt show. We'll be there in April, probably beginning of May. And it will be live, baby. It will be live. We are out of here. New Pack Life.